damn. This is why the Democrats continue to lose. Yeah, exactly. So Not this inspiring. year, baby. <laughs> Not this year. Thank you, Dark Brandon. <laughs> um. <laughs> The rodents of the sea doesn't mean it's food for the poor people. You know how expensive shrimp is, like in comparison yeah, really? to other. No, because like I think it's for poor people, and I don't, I don't buy it because I'm it's, a class above you. It's not for poor people. It's also, very, very you're expensive. literally eating rodents of the sea that almost got old. I think that um, I can side with Trey here because when I used to work overnights at Frontier, when I worked 6 p.m. to 4 a.m., I used to steal shit from the fridges all the time. And I keep I keep tabs on like what was in the fridge for a long time. Like if it was like a frozen burrito or something, I'd be like, "Look, this was in here a week. I feel like it's fair game at this point. I'm not making a lot of money. It only seems fair, you know." I'm with that. Like at the end of the day, you know, socialism, right? And right. everything that's yours is mine. So. Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, socialism. Especially um, with ships, fucking cultural just background. Hey, well, let's not name drop the company Blake Ramp to run that out. You, me and Christian had a long-standing bet on whether we could get you to say we need to cut that out every episode because you did it like the first six episodes. Like you constantly said it, but then you fell off for a couple episodes. So now yeah. it's, it's, it's we, weren't, we weren't abrasive enough. I'd like to think that's more so because y'all, yeah, exactly. You weren't abrasive enough. You correct your behavior, you know, as I told you to. So basically, oh, I dominated the both of go. you. Um, no, I just go. got tired of listening to you complain about like every single thing I said because you're soft as Charmin. Like, I don't it, know what else I'm yeah, supposed to do. Yeah, I'm a Christian on that. Either way, I controlled you and dominated you. So you can say whatever you internalize <laughs> the reasons are, but... <laughs> Did you see that we are that like something with nuclear energy happened? Like we're like uh, close to using nuclear energy. They create it was the first creation of nuclear fusion in a laboratory. Yeah, wow. Who fucking cares, dude? I would drive a Chevy Silverado. Run that gas Silverado. We're not letting that go by. Uh, uh, It's Silverado, you dumb fucker. No, it isn't. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, baby. It's Silverado. No, Silverado. I know how it is pronounced, you R-worded R-word. I'm doing this for a bit. Let me have my fucking moment. Okay, you can have your bit. Nuclear energy. The liberals seem to think it's the future. However, yep. my ExxonMobil stock looks eerily similar to Hunter Biden's <laughs> penis. Tall, erect, and more enticing every time I look at it. Tonight on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Um, okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, I just like you just cut Christian's bit off and just went straight into Tucker Carlson. And Christian goes, Christian goes, oh, oh, okay, yep. fine with it. The, the, the Tucker Carlson bit, it's just it's sometimes, sometimes the Tucker Carlson just takes over me, man. I don't know what to say. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back. We are your hosts, Blake, Christian, and Trey, and this is Totally Biased Music coming to you fucking live and alive. I want to go back and see whose name I say first more often, Trey's or Christian's, because Trey and Christian feels like it flows better, but like Christian and I kind of run the show, so it makes more sense to do Christian and Trey. 
Okay, I don't see how that's true at all. But <laughs> um, anyway, and I do we... think it flows better. I think you do Trey Christian. I think you you do that more often. Usually, your first syllable into a two syllable, like a one syllable name into a two syllable name, makes more sense. Like Blake Poljasic, even though it's three syllables, like you want to have the shorter syllable name at the front. So like Christian Hicks, it's just it's fucking chaos. It makes no sense. Don't say our last names. We gotta cut that out. We gotta cut that out, bro. We gotta cut that, bro. Come on. Um, Okay, today we are discussing. We are we are pulling a um, a a stereotypical podcast, and we are doing an album of the year discussion. So we have curated our top five albums of the year and our favorite tracks off those albums. So we're gonna run through those i think what we'll do is each of us will do our number five each of us will do our number four and work our way down to number one um also i'd like to say new york times put out an article about the best podcast in the year 2022 and we weren't fucking on it so i'm taking note of that i'm fucking coming for you new york times as an avid new york times lib and subscriber and reader i'm fucking furious okay new york times subscriber of course i am let me get that login bro I love I love journalism, bro. I support journalism, and I think it is important to put out a ninth article about getting your COVID booster. I think that is really important <laughs> reads, <laughs> and you should put out more articles like that. Thank um, you, New York Times. You're thank- saving our democracy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, eerily, not a lot of reporting on Hunter Biden's penis on that website, which is a little disappointing. I think they're afraid of the backlash. You know, um, are we going to move into albums or are we going to talk about Hunter Biden's cock all day? Well, I could definitely do that all day, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's move Coming into Coming up on totally biased Hunter Biden's cock. Hunter Biden's penis. Eerily similar to his crack pipe. Um, objectively, smoking crack in bed naked is really cool. I want that to be known for the record. Okay. Yeah, I've been thinking about changing jobs recently, and honestly, you know what industry is always booming is the crack industry. (laughs) That's true. You could go into that. All right. um, How do we want to start this? Let's start with – let's let's work our least to our most favorite. So let's do number five. And um, Trey, how about you lead us off? All right. um, You know, we really got to stop, like, texting so much after we do official podcast business in the the group. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I got it. Um, so my number five uh, best album of the year is going to be Drip Field by Goose. Um, are we going to like kind of go into each album or are we just going to roll around? I'm confused. You just did the opposite. Are you saying number five was the best album of the year? No. I said my number five listed album. I think. Fuck. You, you didn't, but that's okay. Um, okay, so number five. Yeah, we'll each do our number five. So Drip Field, okay. Goose. Yeah, uh, best three songs on Dripfield are Hot Tea, Hunger Sight, and Moonrise. Uh, Goose is a very, very hot band right now, and uh, highly recommend highly recommend that record. It's a great studio record, too. It sounds like a really good indie rock album. That's fair. Christian, did you listen to his songs? Yeah, and I, I like some of Goose's stuff. Some of it is just really reminiscent of, like, a better CBD, this like shitty band who never made it that we kind of grew up hey, with out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. CBD is not shitty. They're fucking awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> on to my next point. It, that, that's, that's Trey's opinion and I don't support any aspect of it. I think they're pretty average along with uh, goose, but you know, it's a big jam band thing. Hey, hurrah. We play long songs. <laughs> what do you want me to say? 
Christian, did you I'm, listen to this? Or uh, Blake, did you listen to the songs? I'm all over the place today. You are. Yeah, I did. Um, I like Goose. I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm kind of a Christian. Like, Goose has had this weird um, kind of blow up, kind of come up happen to them where they're really popular, especially out in Colorado. And I feel like they're here all the fucking time. They literally just played like an event here last weekend. Um, that being said, I do enjoy them. I saw them at Bonnaroo. It was good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's nothing to write home about, you know. And I don't think that they don't have that potential. I think that they do have a lot of potential. But this is really going to upset Trey. They kind of like – I feel like they're going to be kind of stuck in the Pigeons playing ping pong uh, level basically their entire career, you know. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, Pigeons – I love Pigeons, but I don't think they're ever going to like blow up to the point of a major, major jam band. I mean, they've already well outpaced pigeons. Um, they're doing things pigeons has never done. So really, like what? Um, like the event this weekend, Goosemas. They like sold out three shows. Well, really, they sold out four shows because they did their acoustic project on Wednesday. Um, did those two shows? I forget where the venue was. Uh, do you remember where Goosemas was? First Bank. Yeah, they first could, Bank. Yeah. Pigeons playing ping pong couldn't sell out First Bank with like. I fucking don't know what they, they couldn't sell out the lobby of first bank. Center. Yeah. They couldn't sell Cervantes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pidge, uh, Goose is, is blown past pigeons big time. Yeah. They are way bigger. So, I just, I don't yeah. quite understand it, but I kind of also do. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian, um, your number five. My number five is a electronic music album by Imanu. He was this artist that I found just kind of through, he did like remakes of other stuff and then dropped this album. It's really reminiscent of like a, a very much a flume vibe. Um, it's kind of in that like sound design, pushing in pop, like EDM style. For me, it just is better than flume. Whereas like flume pushes sound design to a point where it's unlistenable to me. And I thought this like kind of kept it in the realm. Um, so yeah, my top songs on that were origami, which if you like Hudson Lee, from just like an electronic perspective, he does some fucking just wild sound design stuff. He's on a track on that track. It's our destiny, very flumey vibe. And then show you with Drolo. Cool. Um, yeah, I listened to it on the way home. Um, very reminiscent of your electronic music vibes. I think it was interesting. The next album that you'll talk about was also that it was kind of those two albums were the perfect, like, example of what christian listens to electronic wise um so very you vibes i did enjoy it it's super vibey i don't know the that type of electronic music and like the flume electronic music it's like this weird genre of electronic where i don't know what it is like i don't know what type of electronic music it is but i like it so i kind of just don't really want to put a name to it it's like not house music but it's kind of house music i don't know um but i enjoyed it i I like that i need to listen to the whole album i only listened to those three tracks you said but uh i enjoyed them trey um, I'm not a huge fan of this sound. Um, I'm also not a huge fan of Flume, but that's exactly how I would have probably defined this. I probably would actually prefer Flume a little more to this. Um, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. That how did you is. not like Flume? He ate someone's ass live on stage. That's the coolest thing ever. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, did he do that? Yeah. He did. It was his girlfriend at the time. Ate her butt on stage. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's objectively kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. It's also like kind of, in a way, it's kind of assaulting the people in the audience who like. Oh, yeah, hey, fucking that. god, dude! Jesus I was waiting Christ. for you to say some soft ass shit. How is I'm that just not saying, cool? 
I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of fucked up. It's fucking weird. I'm not like trying to see other people fuck. I mean, I, I you know, whatever. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, do I go out? Do I start at number four? Oh, you're just going to skip mine? All right, work. You're just going to um, skip Blake's. I kind of yes. wish I could. <laughs> so sick. You, all right, number five for me, um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, I guess is how you said it, Morale. Um, top three songs, N95, Purple Hearts, and Mother Eye Sober. N95 is just like probably the only track on that album that is kind of like bangs. That song, the song goes hard as fuck. Um, Mother I Sober, I think, is honestly one of the best songs of the year. Um, not to get too like sentimental and cryboy about it, but I do think the theme on the song is super important. And um, the line, like he has multiple lines in there that are good, but um, you've never felt guilt until you felt it sober is very intense and i just think the whole the whole concept of that that song is really good um the album as a whole it's weird it doesn't have a lot of replay value to me but upon listening to it the first and second times like you could tell that it was it was a special album so i i really enjoyed it but um yeah it's it's at my number five what do y'all think um i thought that album was absolutely phenomenal um, definitely deserves is there, I put it an honorable mention for me um, but five is also very solid uh, it doesn't really have a lot of realistable value but it's like it's just kind of like an art it's not even like a rap album you know it's like an art project type thing mother I sober is fantastic when that first when that album came out like I was just singing uh, the girl from Portisheads like that little loop that she sings or whatever uh, I was yeah. like, wake, up, wake up in the morning just like sing it so I played that song to death. Um, but yeah, I love that album. Yeah. I mean, agree with y'all just listen about the value like is not there, but I mean, Trey, what you were saying where it's like more like an art piece. I've never listened to an album and been like, usually I really appreciate storytelling, but with this, it was more like, I've never been so tired of a storytelling album after just like one listen through. It's just a fucking lot. It but is a lot for it's real. Like, like it's, it's, it's beautifully put together. <laughs> it really feels like a fucking gorgeous art project. But I was just like, all right, like at a certain point, like I need to hear some cheeks clapping in the background or something. Yeah, <laughs> little need a little biggie skit feature in there. <laughs> Please, I know I never need one of those ever again. All right, Trey, uh, number four for you. Number four for me. Um, is The Forever Story by Jid. Uh, And I put my top three songs, which honestly could go back and forth on a lot of these these songs there. This album is fantastic. And really, I just want to preface, like my top five is pretty interchangeable, just depending on the day or mood. Um, But uh, Crack Sandwich, Can't Punk Me, and 2007, which they officially added to the Spotify. um, Yep. Yeah, they have the sample approved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, very cool. Um, obviously, we all love that album. We've talked about it together um, relentlessly, but I I think it's great, and I'll talk more about it later, and I know Christian will too, but I completely agree. It deserves to be in the top five conversation, and I think um, I just looked through um, Pitchforks and Rolling Stones, like top albums, and all of them mention uh, their forever story. I think Pitchfork had it at number six, um, everybody had fucking Beyonce's album at number one, by the way. 
Um, but so it's, it's cool to see that he's gotten recognition because obviously he didn't get it at the Grammys um, where he deserved it. So, yeah, I don't need to go in depth on this. Like we'll we'll talk about it later. But just phenomenal fucking album. I think the coolest thing was I think we all have crack sandwich in our top three of this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. I, I was stoked when so I saw that. I was like, hard. all right, the boys lined up. The boys lined up. Let's fucking yeah. go. Ain't got cheeseburger money. Make a sandwich. Uh, all right, Christian, you're number four. Yeah, my number four is Shade. It's from a vein by Shades, which is uh, just a it's a duo album. Shades is Eprom and Alex Perez. I think from what I read, this was kind of like a push for them to get a Grammy nomination, and it did not get one. This is fucking extremely out there to this. To me, it felt like this was them creating music as like this heavy sound design, kind of raw version of like what Aphex Twin did back in the day. I'm not even going to try and compare them to Aphex Twin, but like how the music feels. It's way fucking heavier, obviously, because that's just the producers that they are. But it seems like that's what they're trying to do. It's just not quite there, but just from, I used to hate shit like this, but this album kind of opened me up a little bit to it. So it was a fun listen and just like rinsed all the way through the year. Um, my top songs are seek the throat, um, sub and dark wing. Nice. I gave this a listen after you sent it to the group. I'd never really even seen it like talked about before. Loved it. Loved a lot of it. The drums in it are really cool. Like they're, acoustic drums i didn't make it all the way through the album i made it like through like the first half then i listened to i think seek the throats like one of the last handful of songs yeah um, which i'm sure that you just picked that because of the song title <laughs> no it does this like breakdown in the second half where it gets like way 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 heavier than the beginning the beginning of the track and it's just like their production value is fucking clean yeah i mean i really liked it in shades or eprom really um i'm not as familiar with shades but eprom is someone i don't like really follow and kind of like will roll my eyes out sometimes just because it's not like my cup of tea, but I really liked this. Thank you. Thanks for throwing your top five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it too. It, like I said, it's definitely um, what I would think you listened to when um, you sent it just because I know kind of your taste in electronic music. And I think you've sent me a shade song before, um, but I like it. I mean, I like heavy shit like this. I like heavy music, whether it's rock music or electronic music. I just like, I don't know, fucking violent ass music because I'm a fucking angry <laughs> guy because my life is hard. So I really do, um, I really do enjoy this, and I, I I rinsed your top three on the way home, um, and I really like Subnoctum. Subnoctum is great, and also Ooh, the yeah. song title is hard as shit too. So overall, um, I really enjoyed it. Um. So my number four, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. Um, so Denzel put out an album, and he's released a few versions of it, like Deluxe Edition, stuff like that. Um, I really like Denzel Curry. He, I think, is extremely slept on. His late-night show at Bonner was fucking insane. He's crazy live. Um, and I think the album is really – it's a good blend of – I don't know. He has some really hard rap tracks on there, like um, "Worst Comes to Worst," but there are also some slower, more beautiful moments on it. And I don't know. Again, snubbed at the Grammys. I think he's kind of underappreciated. I think the album's underappreciated, but um, I really liked it. And I really liked his um, his 
album with Clout Cobain on it. Um, that album has a bunch of great tracks on it. So I need to listen to more Denzel, um, but I did really enjoy that album. So what did you guys think? I really like that album. I'd like to do an episode on it, honestly. I um, think it could be fun. Yeah, I'm always trying to like figure out Denzel Curry's sound i guess because he seems extremely versatile with what he does like in just like a pop realm even within rap music though i feel like every time i hear him on whether it be a feature or whatever his style is pretty different on so much stuff like i listen to him on oh fuck it's gonna bother me now i can't remember what it's called it's something maybe like the comeback v2 he has this weird thing and it is so fucking hard and he's on stuff with like jitty and on that track called bruh and that shit yeah. goes insanely hard. But then he gets on, I hear him on other um, features and it's just this lighter, like more flowing type of version of him. It's just, I, I think you're right. I think he's extremely slept on. What label? Yeah, this on? album slaps. I'm no um, idea. I don't know either. I can look real quick, but yeah, I think it really speaks to his versatility that it's kind of like every time you hear him, it's something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's something to really appreciate in in a hip hop artist, but I don't know PH Recordings LLC, so I have no idea. I don't know who PH Recordings is. PH Fat, that's what's up. <laughs> so Fat yeah. Recordings LLC. <laughs> Fat Recordings okay. LLC. All right, Trey, hit us with your number three, my guy. All right, my guy. Um, I think Christian and I both have the same number three. Um, we do. Um, yep. Christian, can I can I open up your present for you? Can I? Can yeah, I this? go for it, baby. Uh, Christian and I both uh, put "Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven" by One Tyler Childers as our number three uh, album of the year. Honestly, like from a from like an artistic standpoint, this probably should be number one. Um, the fact that he made essentially three albums, you know, with eight songs, three different ways, uh, is really really cool. Um, the fact that he made electronic country music is really, really cool. And a lot of it works. Some of it definitely does not. Um, but I, you know, like probably I would say about 60% of it does, which is a, it's a really pretty ballsy endeavor to use a steel guitar and an 808, like in conjunction. Um, and my, my top three songs were purgatory, the joyful noise version. Can I take my house to heaven? The Jubilee version and, uh, angel band, um, which I put either of like the regular, um, regular versions for uh, Christian you want to talk some more about it. Yeah, I think like, I mean, Tyler Childers is always just, I've been a fan. My uncle showed me him a long time ago. I got to see him at red rocks just as far as country music that I can truly enjoy. I mean, he's obviously at the top of that. And with this album, I think normally you would have someone describe to you what he did with this album and creating you know, three different versions of the same song. And you would be like, that's going to be fucking horrible. And it's all going to sound the same. But the beautiful thing about this album is that it all sounds significantly different. And each album is, it's kind of, it's so standalone. If you didn't know the others exist, it'd be just as good. But the fact that you have these kind of different versions to play through, I thought it was really sick. My favorite songs were, Two Coats, Hallelujah version, Way of the Triune God, Jubilee version, and Angel Band, Hallelujah version. Rippers. Nice. Blake, nice. have you ever listened to it? So I listened to it on the way home today. 
I was you. Around today. All right, because we've been trying to get you to for fucking three, four months now, whenever it came out. Just because you both sent that, I was like, all right, I'll stop being Trey <laughs> about this. I'll go into it with an open mind. Not be a jaded, like, hater. And I listened to it, and my honest opinion, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll keep it 100 with the boys. It was pretty fucking good. All right. I'll be honest. I Thank did you. enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and it made me feel bad for sleeping on it for so long. I'll listen. Let's let's be let's be big about this, right? I'll admit I was wrong. You won't hear that often, okay? You will not because it never happens. Is partially Thank why God you for won't recording hear it often. this because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back and jerk <laughs> off to you saying oh, that later, <laughs> over and over again. You joke about it, but Trey is actually hard right now, hundred <laughs> percent. I am. I really am. So it was good. I mean, I I definitely enjoyed y'all's um, top tracks, and I will go back and listen to the rest of the album now. Um, Revolution also did like a three part album with one of their albums, the one that So High is on. Um, they did like the normal version, the acoustic version, and then I don't remember what version the third one was. They well, like a dubbed this. out version. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Probably. a dubbed version. Um, yeah. I think that concept is really cool, and sometimes it works really well. Um, some songs it's not going to fucking work with, like you guys said. Um, yeah. But it is it is a really cool concept. And Glass Animals has done this a lot, too, with they've that first album, Zaba. They released versions of it with, like, half the songs acoustic or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And their acoustic versions are really sick, too. So I, I do really enjoy the concept of it. So oh, yeah. That first Glass Animals song is so good. The album or the song? Or album, album, excuse me. Yeah, I think the first and the third one are great. Um, second one is all right. I don't think it's bad, but see, the thing about really the Tyler Children's record is like we know you. You know what I mean? Like you should have trusted us. That's why we were so upset about it. It's like yeah. listen, you're at, and we're like, no, seriously, you're going to enjoy this. Listen to it. Right, but like you've also sent me Pine Grove songs, so like it's yeah, but really I've never hard to told, trust. But I've never told you that you're gonna like this. I know you're gonna hate that. No, because when you sent that Rise or Dies, you said I think you guys will actually like this one, quote unquote. Christian, yeah, back I, me up. I picked the whiniest one I could find and knew that you would both hate it. I fucking set you up for that, and See, I told Christian that earlier. Can, can, can we talk about? Fun. Can we just talk about this uh, blatant sabotage that Trey has been imposing onto the pod? It was just yeah, that we need. Episode just to see what would happen. Okay, you're all my little minions, and I just like put you in places that I want <laughs> you. <to>. Trey, <laughs> you, know, you need justice. to realize when the bit is detrimental to the success of the pod. All right, and we're gonna have a discussion about this after the recording. Okay, you're not my supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Trey, what do you have at number two? Wait, you have to do your number three. Wait, you have to do your number three. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Um, so. King's Disease 3 by Nas. Don't you like how I put King's Disease 3 as number three? Very creative by me. Um, top songs, Legit, Fun, and I'm on Fire. Um, we talked about this album briefly. I told you all to listen to it after I listened to it, and I think both of you went back and listened to it, and we've talked before about um, how great Nas's voice is and how, I mean, he's, he's really a great rapper, but the problem is he's really hit or miss sometimes like King's disease two was not good. Um, but he really came through with number three. And I think that he just kind of shined in a way that he hasn't in a while. And it's just good to see that from Nas. Like he's, he's a great 
a great fucking artist, a great rapper, and I think he deserves the recognition that he used to have. Um, so I really enjoyed King's Disease 3. And um, yeah, those tracks specifically go really fucking hard, especially Thun. So that's that's my number three. Thoughts on that? I really like this record when you sent it for Rides or Dies a few weeks ago. Um, I think you're right about Nas, very hit or miss. And he hit on this one, which I was pretty surprised about. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with it being in, you know, if you're only going to put rap albums in your top five, I definitely think this is going to be up there. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm serious. That wasn't even a dig. Like if that's what you're going to do, you're ranking the top five best rap albums. Like I think you did a very good job of that actually. Of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is fucking great. I was, I was stoked well, when you sent this through cause I would not have given this an, a listen or it wouldn't have been something that was like really even on my radar. When you sent it through, I was like, okay, and fucking, it's, it slaps. Done. Oof. Yeah, he fucking goes off on that song. <laughs> goes he the fuck absolutely off. snaps. Um, okay, Trey, hit us with the number two, my friend. All right, well, you already know they're going to have to slide in. It's one of my favorite bands. It's y'all's favorite band. Coming I got to run. Coming in hot at number two is Eleven Eleven by Pine Grove um, came out in early January, really actually late January. So I had a whole year to sit with this fantastic record. Great example of their songwriting and their growth into more of a, a country Americana type sound, moving a little bit away from the, the emo um, type of like, whatever it's fantastic. Top three albums or top three songs are Alaska orange and let um, y'all might actually enjoy let, but the other ones you definitely would not enjoy. I don't expect either one of you to listen to it ever, but it was definitely the second best album of the year. Christian, <laughs> you got anything to say about that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got to be honest. I didn't listen to a fucking second of that shit. <laughs> but, but Trey and I talked earlier, and I'm going to give him a solid rinse. I'm going to dabble through the albums. I'm going to go through the discography, dig those little rabbit holes. Tell me what, what, what is Trey have against you. you? What does he have against you that is forcing you to do this? What is he blackmailing you with? Yeah, no, he, for, I made give it a point. try. Yeah. Well, what did you, you said? You see, no, this isn't a point. This is not beneficial to you. It, <laughs> what you're saying. He says, this is a, this is an artist that you have to get used to. You shouldn't have to get you. Who am I getting used to? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Sometimes that you have to get used to a certain sound of a voice um, before you can really start enjoying the lyrics that are behind, you know, like a, like an album. And if it's a lyric forward type band like Pine Grove, you're going to have to kind of get used to a voice that, you know, some would consider not as pleasurable as others. Uh, I really like his voice, but, you know, I would I can admit that it's not a classically great voice. Um, but I felt bad that I didn't listen to it because it was in your top five, and I should have. Thank you. Moving on, Blake. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to a single track of this, and I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so that's where I stand with that. Um, I do not like them, and I'm not going to take the time out of my day when there is um, so much other music to listen to to uh, subject my ears to that. So I'm not going to do it. And that's where, uh, that's where Fuck I stand you. on that. So- Moving on. What's your next? What, what's yours, Christian? What's your number two? My number two is Reclaimed by McMahon. And for those who don't know, those who do, I mean, this is going to be on Trey's 
but I don't want to jump too far into it. <clears throat> so I don't want to like take your 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 thunder here. But no, we should just, just go and talk about the that album in general. Yeah, but for me, just it was probably one of the most well produced albums I heard this year. First of all, it's extremely on the just like tipper realm. But in my opinion, from a from an album perspective, compared to what Tipper no- normally drops or some an artist like that, this felt more Journey s rather than specific to a type of music like you know something that's upbeat only or down tempo only this felt like a cohesive piece and the best fucking thing about it was that there wasn't a single piece of goddamn promotion behind it the kid barely has a fucking social media presence he literally randomly threw it on fucking band camp and it's like like a saturday night like shit like that is hard as fuck Mm mm-hmm so um, my top tracks are The Trail That Never Ends, Fitting In, and Controlled. Nice. Uh, yeah, this is my number one, so we'll just jump to my number one. Then, Blake, I guess you can get, do your two and one. Um, but this album is fantastic. It's super well produced. Like Christian said, it's a journey record um, from beginning to from beginning to end. It slowly increases tempo. Uh, Blake, you and I saw that McMahon set at Red Rocks, and it was really, really good. Um, like probably my favorite set of the night, including Tipper. Um, and, and with Tipper taking a pretty big step back and some others that are kind of in that realm also taking a step back for this year, uh, I would definitely be on the lookout for McMahon to to blow up. This will probably be his his big, big year um, where he's kind of building up a lot of momentum. And then in 2024, he'll probably be headlining uh, a lot more commonly. Really, really good guy too. So he deserves all the, all the success that's coming his way. Cool. Um, Christian, that hoodie is really sick, by the way. I just noticed that. Um, Thanks, Daddy. Appreciate it. I also got... um, It's got a girl with big jugs on the back of it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got uh, sound suppression shit for my guest room where my computer is. So I'm hoping that if Trey has good internet and my sound suppression works, um, we can start recording video because you can't fucking see me down here. but yeah anyway yeah like i don't know if you just turned on like a normal light we would be able to see you i've tried that it doesn't really help much to be honest i don't have great lighting down here um because i primarily have sex on my couch so i'm not really concerned Mm. with like good lighting right you know because i want to do mood lighting Um, i got you so uh mcmahon yeah i that set was really sick um i will say that that red rock show was crazy and I remember having a really good time at it. Um, I would like to to end a, a preconceived notion of myself. There's a preconceived notion that I hate Tipper and Tipper-esque music. I think Trey has been <laughs> spreading that around because I was in Birmingham like probably a year ago. And people, literally multiple people came up to me and they were like, I heard you hate Tipper. Like, I don't know why that <laughs> was a conversation. Start. Yeah, didn't even say hello. Said, Just the first thing, I heard you hate Tipper. And that is not the case. I think Tipper's fan base is fucking cringe, just like Bass Nectar's fan base was, okay? 
And I think that it's annoying that people are like, oh, it's a journey set. Like, it's it's going to be so different. Like, we're going to lay on the ground with our I can't imagine why mats. anyone would think that you hate Tipper. We're going to lay on the ground with our mats and just get really <laughs> like, oh, that shit is fucking cringe to me. I don't like it. But I do like Tipper's music. I, I don't think I could personally do like a three-day Tipper event, but I like seeing Tipper and I like his music. And... I like the McMahon shit. Um, I listened to it on the way home when I finally navigated to whatever platform it's actually streaming on and um, <laughs> gave it a rinse. It is, I mean, it's cool music, man. It's, it, it sounds really fucking cool. It's very um, unique. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's becoming more of a popular electronic sound and I think it'll continue to, to move in that direction. So I did enjoy it, and for the record, I'm not a tipper hater, and I'm not a hater of this this type of music, so I want the record set fucking straight today. I just want the other record set straight that I'm not going around talking about your taste in music to other people. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, just sit Trey, around and talk about you all the time. Like, that's what it sounds <laughs> like. I, I don't know what to tell you. I got other shit to do. I don't, you don't. know if you do. I don't know if you do. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Do your two and one. Yeah, so my two is It's Almost Dry by one fucking Pusha T. One of the hardest albums of the year. Fucking Pusha goes so hard. I have become a Pusha stan. I've always liked Pusha, but I think he really came into his form on this album. He fucking snapped on multiple tracks. Um, Brambleton is... One of my top tracks, Neck and Wrist and Hear Me Clearly. Hear Me Clearly, uh, Left My Elbow in the Pot a la Vince Carter. That line goes so fucking hard. <laughs> um, and Neck and Wrist, I love the Jay-Z feature. And I love um, that line where he talks about um, people are like, if Big was alive, Hove wouldn't be in this position. If Big was alive, y'all would have got the commission. And for those of you that don't know, the commission was supposed to be a super group with uh, – I guess you could call it a super group, but Biggie and Jay-Z um, making basically collaborative music together. Um, so I thought that line was fucking sick. And yeah, I just love the album as as a whole. I think Pusha is one of the best rappers out right now. His uh, diss track, The Story of Adnan, is the most painstaking uh, track to listen to in the best way. So fucking good. Absolutely eviscerated Drake. So yeah, nothing but praises for, for my man Pusha T. Can we do a whole episode on the story of Adonon? We really should break down every single line, line by line, and then talk about Drake and his kid and his public appearance. Like, it's so fucking good. Honestly, I should have put this Push album on an honorable mention list. This album is really, really good, and I kind of forgot a little bit about it just because it was, like, put out early summer, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But, yeah, this album is fantastic. Yeah, it should easily be on my honorable mention, like, fucking Brambleton. When that song comes on... Dear God. So fucking good. <laughs> All I want to do is murder, murder, murder. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number one, Blake? Uh, number one is obviously the Forever Story by one Mr. J.I.D. Jid or Jiddy, whatever you prefer. Um, Fucking easily the best hip-hop album um, of the year. Easily my favorite album of the year. Dance Now, um, I think, was my most played song of the year or close to my most played song of the year. That song, the beat, everything about it, so fucking good. Um, 
the I I literally walk around like you were saying, Trey, how you were waking up in the morning and singing that song lyric. I used to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm not a two stepping man. Yeah. I said that dude, not dance. So dance now, crack sandwich, and Brudenem. Brudenem is beautiful. I love that song. Um, I love the feature on it. The little dark feature. I think I think it's little dark. Um, the little dark feature and um, everything about it. I just love the album. It's through and through a great project. Feels really fucking complete. So that's my number one. How does someone, if he's playing live on stage, how does it, how does someone not just cry laughing when they're like, and now give it up for little Dirk. I <laughs> die every time. <laughs> i still one of my favorite pod moments of the year is when christian was talking about that song i said and he said the lyrics are hard as fuck but it sounds like a toddler infant is rapping them and trey goes his name is little baby <laughs> his name is little baby it's true his it name is. is little baby his name is little baby wham, wham, wham. bitch i'm little baby or the baby i always forget which one says that the baby is the one that got canceled little baby is the good one Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Christian. Yeah, I mean my number one. Same as Blake. J I D the Forever Story. I mean, just in terms of like, I think a lot of it was a little bit of timing, and just I had just really started getting kind of into hip hop, just in general, like diving into new hip hop and trying to be better about like listening to and appreciating it which is just kind of the time that he was really starting to pick up steam with a bunch of different tracks that I was just coming across. And then this album dropped and I was just completely fucking blown away. I mean, from a storytelling perspective, I think it's amazing. The production on it, just almost every track rides so fucking hard. Um, yeah. Dance now crack sandwich surround sound. Yeah, um, you were kind of the one that put me on a JID. To be honest, um, you sent me, you sent us both like forever ago. Skigi. Um, oh yeah, Skigi. Skigi is great. Should have been on the album, but that song is fucking phenomenal. Also, it reminds me we've had this group message with us three like years before we started the podcast, which I think is really funny. Um, yeah, and it took you forever to pin it to your iMessage, which is still insulting. Hey, it's there now. That's all that matters. Thank God, Trey. What do you what do you think about the Forever Story, my friend? I guess you already kind of told us. Yeah, I put on number four. Um, I think it easily could be number one, depending on my mood for the day. Uh, if I wasn't such a contrarian, I probably would have put it at number one. But you know, both of y'all did it, so I just had to bump it back a few notches because um, that's the kind of guy I am, I guess. Uh, so it, it's, it's yeah, but phenomenal. How cool would it have been if we all agreed on the number one album? Why did you do that? Like, I, yeah, I'm, what the I'm, fuck? I'm just, I'm kidding. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't want to put it at number one just because really, truly, I think the Mick, the, the Mickman album for me was just like something that absolutely blew me away the first time I listened to it and blows me away in the same way. And forever story also does that, but it just depends on the day. That's fair. Yeah. So that was the totally biased music cruise. Top 2022 pop wrap up, baby. 2022 top albums. Um, any final thoughts from you guys on on these top albums? 
Nothing. You forget how much fucking music is released in a year because Jesus Christ, it's just like God damn. You don't pay attention to it in the moment. Is. Yeah, you're like holy fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like some years are more like more crowded than other years. Like I feel like 2020 was a year where there was a shit ton of music release, and this this yeah. year kind of felt less populated than than previous years but there was still some great fucking albums to come out there's also some really bad albums to come out that drake album yeah. was really fucking bad so um yeah, that, arctic, that arctic monkeys album was terrible holy fuck can just collectively can we just i'm so glad we're on the same page about that album oh my it's so bad it <laughs> makes me you, blow my fucking you brains couldn't out. be on the same page with how bad that album is. no there's no way it's I was so driving bad. out to a friend's cabin, um, and I was like, I was like, just scrolling like through Spotify, and I saw like Arctic Monkeys' new release, and I got so excited. I was like, oh, this will be fun! Like, this will be great for my drive. Turned it on. <laughs> I was like, insane thing. <laughs> insane thing happened. To me. I turned I on the first song. The first song, I'm like, this isn't very good. I'm sure everything else is okay, though. <laughs> the second song, I'm like, huh, oh for two. That's all right. I'm sure it will get better. <laughs> And then I get the third one. I'm like, no fucking way. There's no. And so then I kind of start skipping through songs and like kind of fast forwarding to see if there's like anything of value in there. And there's just not. There's, there's not. not. There's really there's not. not. Um, yeah, man. It's so fucking. It sucks, man, because their last album was bad too. And they just, I don't know. They can't seem to pull it together. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's hard to top AM because AM is so good. But still, like. You got to come with something, you know? Exactly. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Um, let us know if you guys want. Send us a voice message of what your top five albums were. I'd love to hear it. Um, but with that being said, let's roll into fucking Rise or Dies. Who wants to lead it off? Uh, I can lead it off. Right. Um so I sent the uh, WID, a.k.a. What You Doing, uh, by Remy Wolf. But I sent the live from a Electric Lady Studios version um, because I kind of wanted to talk about that version as well as talk about Remy Wolf. Remy Wolf was an honorable mention for me uh, for Juno. Um, this is a song from Juno, but this is like a live version. The whole live album is really, really good. She does this like new... Um, kind of like, I don't even know what to call this genre. It's almost like aggressive pop, um, with like some like pretty heavy electronic, uh, influence. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that, that was mine. What'd y'all think of it? Christian, you know how I feel about Remy. I love that bitch. Um, that album, Juno, like if I would have noted honorable mentions, that would have been on there for sure. I mean, a bunch of those songs were just ranked constantly through the summer. And this live little album she put together was just fucking great front to back. Um, and it, it's just so different from her sound. It's so much more eclectic. It, it was awesome. Listen, also, just so you know, she put out two Christmas songs just recently. Did she really? Nice. Yeah, like Winter Wonderland and something else. And they're actually pretty fucking great. So peep those. But yeah, this rides, bitch. Yeah. Um, so I listened to it. The beginning, I was kind of like, what is this bitch screaming about? Like, she's kind of like doing this. <laughs> 
she is. Yeah, she's kind of doing this wine wine screen thing. She's like, hey, hey, yeah. It kind of sounds like Yoko Ono, like in that one live performance where she's like screaming in the background. And I was like, all right, man, what the hell is this? But then she kind of like actually starts like singing. Um, yeah, it's really good. So. It's it's a rides for me, but had she kept screaming, it would have been a dice. <laughs> it would have been a hard dice for me. Fuck yeah! All right, Christian, what about yours? Uh, mine is I hope that you think of me. Pity Party Girls Club and Lucy's. It's just this like uh, I don't really know how to explain it. It's kind of like this soft boy, sad boy, like uh, whiny thing, but not quite whiny. Kind of poppy. It's like, am I gay or yeah? Am I gay? Right, and, right, right. But it rides to me, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I hate, I hate to tell you this, Christian. I'd heard the song before. You want to know how I heard the song before? I it don't know. Up, it came up on Pine Grove Radio. That's all oh, I'm saying. That's no. all I'm saying. Exposed. Fucking exposed. Uh, this song rides. The song is great. I love the song. Oh, I think I yeah. Playlist. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I concur. I also think it rides. I mean, look, we're all suckers for sad boy shit here. You know, that's no secret. Yeah. We're a bunch of right. sad sad boys trapped in in not sad boy bodies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, sad boys trapped in alpha male bodies <laughs> with huge dicks. Yeah, like, and that's probably. Why I'm such a sad boy. I'm slinging around this dick all day. It's fucking exhausting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's taking my blood from your heart, so you're sad all the time. Yeah, exactly. Trey, are you working or something? You like? I feel like that you, bit You look significantly occupied with something else, and I swear to fucking God. Yeah, and you kind of looked that way the whole episode. I didn't really want to say anything. thought you might be going through something, but now it kind of seems like you you're working. What happened? I bet yeah. the person whose meal he ate came in the kitchen <laughs> Guys, I got guys. I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. I gotta come clean. Like we got, we got some stuff going on over here, um, and it's a, it's not great. It's not great. I'm, so I'm trying. I'm trying to be dialed in. I'm dialed in, baby. I'm with you. You got like ten more minutes. Like just push through. You know? I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. I'm focused. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, I did think that joke was really funny. My, my, yeah, you laughed super hard. I could tell. Yeah. Um, my my body's not following what my mind's telling it to do. Story of my life. So yeah. Um. So my rise or dies dynasties and dystopias by Denzel Curry. Um. It is from the soundtrack Arcane, which is a League of Legends anime show. Because I'm a fucking weeb, and um, I watched the show and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So go ahead and check that out. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think this song goes hard as shit, and I really like it. What do you guys think? I think the song's really good. Um, also, Pretty Lights did a League of Legends track, Once Upon a Time. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck, so did Bass Nectar. What's the name of that song, Christian? I don't know, but so did Bass Nectar. They both did one on an album that was released. I could find it if I went back. What? But yeah. How did I not fucking know this? Hold on, I'll find it for ethereal? you. It's ethereal? It's ethereal. Yeah, yeah. It's a good track. He's ne- He never played it live. Not Bro, once. I got to listen to this immediately. I have a feeling he probably doesn't even remember that he made it. Probably not. <laughs> what is Bass Nectar's League of Legends? Bass Nectar's is called Concussive. Concussive. It's Bass Nectar and Ren Holder. 
how did I not know this? This is mind blowing, bro. I fucking play League because I have no life. This is crazy. I, I just want to point out that the Ethereal track does have three million more plays than uh, Base Hunter. Oh my fucking god! Okay, Christian, what do you think of the song? <laughs> it took me like two. It took me like two li- two listens because I wasn't under like aware of the context. I remember these being released with Base Hunter and Prelights back in the day, but like I had no idea what they were. Went back through and listened. Rides this fucks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Fuck yeah. Okay, that was Rides or Dies. I will obviously link the tracks down below for you guys to give us a listen. Um, With that being said, if Trey can stay focused long enough, then it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for all of our favorite segments. Yeah, welcome to Trey Twitter Decks. Here's your host, Trey. Oh my fucking god, this class? guy. No, the I, I, I muted the class. That. I muted the class because that was so low energy. <laughs> that was low. low energy Bernie supporter. Unbelievable. <laughs> the claps are going to be a great punchline to that. Damn. This is what uh, the Democrats continue to lose. Yeah, exactly. So Not this year, baby. Not this year. Thank you, Dark Brandon. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you talked brain. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into tweets, baby. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, this one is from at Barstool Tate, which I hate Barstool. Same. Um, I, yeah, they're kind of the worst. But the pro- like, my biggest issue with Barstool is every now and again, they're really funny. Right. Yeah. Like they, they, they definitely find, find that nut as the, as the, as the blind squirrel. So anyway, Barstool Tate, AKA Ohio's Tate. Um, and I assume he's referring to Brittany Griner uh, being released and brought back over the United States. Shout out Brittany Griner um, is first bong rip back on us soil after being locked up in Russia for months has got to be a top one bong rip. <laughs> that's Oof. gotta be true, dude. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Great. Fucking 10 months, dude. 10 months she was in a Russian gulag. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I don't smoke marijuana personally. Um, I think it's for Trey, No one from your job Democrats. listens to this podcast. No one I, I, from your well, job. Yeah, but I really actually don't smoke weed. Um, but I'm trying to think of like what the best bong rips would be in terms of like what the best beers are. You know what I mean? Like shower beer is a great beer. Golf course yeah. beer is a great beer. Yeah. Um, Waking up in like a cold, hungover sweat, and then you get that warm sip of beer next to your bed. That's a great beer. Okay, you have a problem. Beer. Um, okay. So, you know, what are some <laughs> other good bong ribs for my weed smokers out here? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, I do it's not It's going to be part- pre-meal. It's going to be pre-meal bong rip. Okay. That's definitely got to be up there. I would say like a post – and I'm just guessing here. But <laughs> yeah. like a post-coffee. <laughs> Like a post coffee, because you hit that that caffeine high, and then that bong rip maybe just even you right back out. Yeah, like the professional saying? speedball, you know. Instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> crack, it's it's coffee and a bong yeah, rip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, right. what else you got? What else we got? Indeed. Okay, this is from uh, Sad Dash A Dash Saurus, aka Sadasaurus. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's a tweet, and it says, Mama Bear, colon, the porridge is ready. Papa Bear, colon, perfect. Let's leave for a couple hours. <laughs> okay. So, 
just a little little porridge joke for you. <laughs> Good <laughs> one. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So Stacy's dark query tales, aka dark literate li- literata, liter- dark literata. Um. Uh, let's see. The tweet says. Holy infant, so tender and mild, implies the existence of a cursed infant, so chewy and spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminded me of when Christian used to tell dead baby jokes all the time, like in high school. Like, he had every dead baby joke ever made memorized. You yeah. I just thought, no, like, my first thought I, there, was like, Christian would love this. There's a lot of things that happen then that I like to just uh, forget about. out from, yeah. I think we should all I, try and forget dead baby jokes. They're just not funny. There's nothing wrong with them. You that's know? not true. They can be yeah, funny they're just, if they're done properly. Mm. Okay, give me a good one right now. I don't have any off the top of my head, but I think I could find one if I looked yeah. hard enough. Fuck you. All right, what's the next <laughs> one? <laughs> all right, it's our last tweet because this one's a little bit of a story. Um, so this is a guy. His name is Rob Den Blaker. Um, and what this man does uh, is – very strange, um, but it works because it just kind of shows that the world's really dumb. He says, okay, let's try this again. Ordering a nothing burger from McDonald's, this time nothing in the order. Will they cancel it, deliver an empty bag? I am doing this so that you don't have to. So what this man does is he goes into the DoorDash app. Okay, it's a screenshot. He goes into the DoorDash app, and he orders a cheeseburger, no mustard, no ketchup, no diced onions, no pickle, no American cheese, no meat, no regular bun, no salt. Those are all of the items that would be on a regular McDonald's cheeseburger. That's all he adds to the order. Okay? He then places the order, and he, he follows us up with, this isn't even the dumbest thing I've spent $9 on. He got a message from his dasher, um, and he quotes tweeted and said, shit, 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 what do I say? Message from your dasher says, restaurant is confused as to what you want on your order. All right. He didn't reply. And then they delivered an empty wrapper in the bag, all sealed up with like the DoorDash McDonald's stickers, which you never know, ordered McDonald's from DoorDash, which I have because I'm a sad piece of shit. Um, there's nothing. Let me tell you, you will never hate yourself more than you will if you wake up like, so hungover you don't want to move and you just order a metric fuckload of food from McDonald's and that walk from the door to your couch <laughs> is just the ultimate walk of shame where you're like, just like you know you're about to sit down and eat all of it really really quickly and then just immediately go into a cocoon of self hatred. Why do you do make like? Why wouldn't you just order food from like a regular fucking establishment? <laughs> I know that's the worst part. Because <laughs> you're, so, you're so hungover, you don't have enough brain power to like think about any other option other than just what you can default to in your brain, which is like Big Mac, large fry, spicy spray. I love fucking McDonald's, man. I honestly like should have the McDonald's app. I eat that shit so fucking much. It's horrible. It's horrible. They, fucking gross. They give you deals. My roommates are like kings of getting, uh, getting like free shit from fast food apps. They like I've, surf them. I've been doing the so I learned of this trend recently. You can go to McDonald's, ask for a Big Mac, and replace the beef patties with chicken patties from a McChicken. And Ooh. some McDonald's will do it for you. Some won't. But the one by my house will do it. So they end up charging you. I think for like two McChickens instead of the Big Mac or something, but they replace the patties with the McChicken patty, so it's a chicken Big Mac, and it's really fucking good. I would eat so, that in a heartbeat. Little, little heads up for you. I would eat that in a heartbeat to stop my heart from eventually beating. Um, 
What did you think of that story, though? The fact this guy ordered nothing from McDonald's and he spent $6 on the tip, so he effectively paid $15 for a lack of cheeseburger. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's a, fucking beautiful. Yeah, I think it's great that he did it so we don't have to do it. There's something in, like, kind of just – it's just selflessness <laughs> for the pure sake of selflessness. Um, uh, okay, I have one before we go, and I already sent this to y'all, but I laugh every time I see it, so I have to bring it up. It's a tweet about the movie Avatar, which we can't talk about because Trey hasn't seen it. But there is a tweet, and it says, is it true that this is the first line of the movie? And it's a picture of one of the characters from Avatar, and it says, my name is Doug Avatar, and I'm back to do more Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) God, I wish that was true. Every time I read it, I laugh. I wish you would have sent that because I want to see it visually. I did. I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, yeah, so we uh, – I would love to talk about it. So maybe next episode we can talk about it because Trey's going to be the deciding factor on whether Avatar is a good movie or not. So I'm sure I'm going to love it um, just to just – because I know I'm not going to take it super seriously and I've just heard it's so visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm really going to care about. All right, well, Trey looks back to being busy, so I think that about wraps it up. Uh, If you guys listen, thanks for listening. And this is going to be out past this point, but if you want to go watch a rerun of a basketball game, I'm probably going to be on TV for the Denver game tonight because I'm sitting really, really, really fucking close to the court. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, if you see me on TNT, fucking tweet at me, baby. Um, All right. Thanks, guys. Like and follow the pod. And you too, I will talk to you next week for the Radiohead episode. All right. See you. Bye, Christian. <laughs> he says, fucking listen. <laughs> he's like, fuck you all, bye. Quick, bye. shit on him while he's not here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's gay. No, he's bye. gay. I'm not a two-stepping man. I said I do not dance. It's a gun inside my pants. And the whole world's in his hands. It depends. Penny for your sins.